，大家平安。Peace to everyone。啊，感谢主的天父赐给我们美好的安息圣日。We praise and thank God for blessing us with this wonderful Holy Sabbath day。也借着安息圣日，我们能够让心灵啊，身心灵得到一个好的休息。And also through the Holy Sabbath day, that we can have rest and peace for our body. 可贵的就是我们弟兄姐妹共聚一堂，来这边来领赏神他美好的恩典。And what is even more precious is that all the brothers and sisters we can gather together in the entire congregation to enjoy His blessing. 下午要用得救的秘诀呀啊来做分享。And this afternoon, we're going to use the topic, the secret of salvation, for our mutual exaltation. 有一群学校的学生在玩。And there's a group of students playing. 呃，在玩的当中呢，这个小孩子就看到河边啊，啊，这个河里的里头啊，掉了一只蚂蚁。And while they're playing, the students they saw an ant falling into the river. 啊，这个。这个学生呢，看到这个蚂蚁掉到河里头了，哇，接下来大概会死掉吧。And so the the student thought to himself, Wow, this ant has dropped into the river. He's probably going to drown to death. 他就赶快呼叫他们同伴过来。And quickly call out to the other students. 啊，一群学生跑过来了，啊，糟糕了，这只蚂蚁一定死定了。So this whole group of students come around and they say, that, "Oh, woe to the ant! It is doomed to death." 哎，安老怎么救他呢 ？So how are we going to save this poor ant? 水水那么深，谁敢下去呀、啊、？And the water is so deep, who dare to go down? 呃，当中一个比较聪明的孩子呢，是学生呢，他说：“简单，简单，我来捡一个四肢啊，把它丢下去。” And one of the student who was the smarter one said, "Oh, it's easy. Let's get a branch to extend to the ant." 果然，那个聪明的学生啊，去找了一条木木条，就把它丢下去。And so, therefore, this um smarter student went and looked for a twig, a branch, and throw it into the river. 啊，这个这个蚂蚁哦，它动作很快啊，就感觉一就游游就游到那根树干的啊树枝的上面去了。And so, um, this ant was struggling and swimming away, and quickly um swim to the branch. 啊，整群的学生啊，大家拍手啊。And then the whole entire group of students were clapping their hands. And they said, Whoa, just for one minute, the ant might just die. Because not a far distance away, there would be a waterfall, and the ant would just go down with the waterfall. So even though this is a very simple story, 不过最主要可以看出这些孩子他们怜悯的心呢、啊。So this story may not have such a huge impact, but you can see all these students; they have the heart of compassion. 那当中里头又看到了这只蚂蚁拼命游，目的呢就是希望能够得救。And also we see this tiny ant struggling away, fighting for its life for survival. 如果没有学生丢下那一根木棍的话。If the student did not throw down a branch to the end, 我看这只蚂蚁啊，要得救难呐。Then without this lifeline, it would be very difficult for the end to be saved. 虽然是小故事，不过给我们做一个啊一种啊思考了哈。So even though it's a very simple story, but definitely we can ponder upon the teaching. 这个得救啊，都必须要有方法。So in order to be saved, there must be strategies behind. 我想今天我们在教会也常常听布道会的道理。And I believe that today also in the church we often attend evangelical services. 要信耶稣才可以得救。That you must believe in the Lord Jesus so that you can be saved. 我想这个道理啊，如果从小信主的人大概不晓得听过几百遍了。And I'm sure if you were a a Christian since young, you must have heard this phrase millions of times. 没有错，信耶稣可得救。Yes, indeed, it is true that believing in the Lord Jesus, you can be saved. So, when Jesus came to the earth, he took the truth from heaven. And that is why, when the Lord Jesus Christ was in the earth, not only did he preach the truth, he also walked in the truth. So, he taught his students to spread the word. That is why he also taught his disciples that you must go out and preach. 这是借着在新的时代呢，耶稣基督来到世上所传讲的福音。
and that is through the gospel that was being preached in the New Testament when Jesus was in the world. So that people can be saved through the gospel. But today we're going to talk about the Old Testament times. But if you're dwelling during the Old Testament era, it's even more difficult for you to understand the salvation plan. Because there's no Lord Jesus Christ, you know, in the Old Testament times. No one told you that you must go and believe in Lord Jesus. So if you are dwelling during the Old Testament time, question how do you get saved so if you are living in the old testament time does that mean that you cannot be saved that is not true in the old testament time they still need to look for salvation but the problem is they don't know how to get saved and the book that we have been studying recently the book of isaiah there's this prophet of old, his name is Isaiah. And he emphasized a point. What did he emphasize upon? Let's turn up the book of Isaiah in the Bible. Isaiah 30, chapter 30. Isaiah 30:15 so over here, Prophet Isaiah, he was inspired by the Spirit of God when he spoke these verses. That through the Holy One of Israel, God spoke to the people. What did he say? And this is a very beautiful verse. That in returning and rest, you shall be saved. So over here is very clear that in order for you to be saved, you must return and you must rest. So from this verse, we are allowed to understand that indeed there is no difficulty to salvation. And it's really not that mysterious after all. But rather, whether you have any strategy behind salvation. Of course, if you do not seek for the answer in the Holy Bible, it will be a very difficult task. But after reading the Bible, we will know that indeed within the salvation plan of God the emphasis is upon salvation so how can we be saved so that is why over here it says that in returning and rest you shall be saved so then we may ponder why. Why did God ask Prophet Isaiah to speak these words? The main reason is because it was very difficult for the Israelites to come to believe in God. Because God knew that the Israelites, they had a very, very stubborn heart. And, they, and he knew that the Israelites, they do not believe in him. So that is why during the times of Prophet Isaiah, he spoke that in order for you to be saved, you must return and you must rest. 
So this is a kind of warning towards the Israelites of those days. That if you do not return back, that the judgment of the true God will fall upon the Israelites. And this is recorded according to Isaiah after chapter 28. Until chapter 33. And the key point, the key focus is talking about all the woes and the judgment that will fall upon the Israelite people. That is why now, through the prophet Isaiah, and in a very stern warning, he was trying to rebuke the people. So even though these are words of rebuke by God, but God also wants to portray to them his love, mercy, and compassion. So how does God portray his compassion? And the compassion of God is reserved for those who rely and believe in Him. And through their reliance upon the Lord and their trust in Him, He will show His mercy. Take for example in Isaiah 28 verse 5, over here God says, 就是提到说，啊，这个啊，万军的神啊，必做他圣于之民的荣耀的冠冕呐。So over here it says that in that day the Lord of hosts will be for a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of his people。这是神的一种鼓励的话。These are words of encouragement by God。劝那些能够相信回到神面前的这些人。and is trying to advise those people returning back to God. And this is how we see the mercy of God. So we can see actually for God, on one hand, yes, he does have the rod, but on the other, he has the scale of measurement. So even though they are all um, whip, um, whipping rods, but however, in this measuring scale, you shall see the mercy of God. And that is to say, yes, the whip may come down heavily upon the judgment of the people, but it will rests very lightly when it descends. So truly, God does have his compassion. So that is why when we return back to chapter 30, verse 15, And in his mercy and compassion, he laid it down very clearly. That if you want to be saved, you must return and rest. So therefore, for this afternoon, we're going to dig deeper into this verse in terms of returning and resting in the Lord. So that we can truly identify the mercy and love of God. So that is why sometimes when we behold our parents in the family, yes, they may be very serious and very stern in rebuking us, but yet within their rebuke, it carries love. And that is how they play the role of parents. And in the same way, our God is the same. And that is why over here we can see this verse by the prophet. 
And in order for you to be saved, it is definitely broad in scope. 等于是对整个以色列百姓来讲的话。And these are the words spoken to the entire people of Israel. 得救不是针对你们这些乖的可以得救。And to be saved, it does not refer to those who are meek and obedient. 但是神的话透过先知所讲的全民的以色列百姓，你们都要得救。But rather, the word spoken by the Lord is given entirely towards the whole nation of Israel that all of you will be saved. But however, in order for you to be saved, what should you do? So, therefore, let us look into deeper into each point as to how we can be saved. Because these words are worthy for our meditation. Let's turn back to verse 15. This word about returning and resting. That in order to be saved, you must return. The question is, where do you return to? Why do you return? As we have spoken earlier, the Israelites, they were very stubborn. They don't believe in God. They don't worship the God who has brought their ancestors out of the land of Egypt. That is the stubbornness of the people of Israel. Let's turn back to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 1. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1. To verse 3. Let's read it together. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah, and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, and Jotham, and Jotham, so over here, the description is talking about the rebellion of the Israelites. So and that is why over here, Prophet Isaiah, he is relating out the intention of God. So verse 1 speaks about the background of the situation. And verse 2, it talks about the intention of God. And his cry out towards the heavens above. So that the entire heavens above and the earth beneath will hear about the rebellion of the Israelites. And the Lord said that I have nourished and brought up these children, yet they have rebelled against me. So today, really, if we have such a children of such children of rebellion in our family, we will definitely cry. And we will definitely be very pained in our heart. So maybe you would thought back that perhaps it's better that you did not even give birth to such a child. And of course, these will be words of lament at such rebellious children. So over here, we see that God, He also has human emotions. Because 
Because over here, verse 2, it recalls back to the pain and suffering of the Israelites in the land of Egypt. And their cry of pain towards God. And God heard their cries of distress. And that is why God sent Moses especially to take them out of Egypt. And during the entire exodus, this entire journey was very tedious. And even Moses standing in front of Pharaoh, he felt that his life was at stake. And indeed, Moses standing before Pharaoh, he was risking his life. But yet, with the providence of God, Moses was at peace. So peacefully, Moses was able to leave Pharaoh. That you can see the intention of God behind all these. So is it true that everything is all right after leaving Pharaoh? They still need to pass through the Red Sea. And then, of course, the Egyptian soldiers behind them. Then God allowed the entire army of Egypt to perish in the Red Sea. So is that true that after all this, everything is at peace with the Israelites? But yet, when they set foot on the land of the wilderness, that's when the true testing fall upon them. Because in front of them was the vast wilderness. They don't know which direction to go. So facing the wilderness, their life is totally dependent upon this huge desert. And the Bible says it very simply, only the pillar of fire and smoke were guiding the people. But however, if one day, if you were to set foot on this desert land, then you will truly realize that that place is not for human habitation. In the daytime, the temperature is very high because the sun is scorching. And at night, because of the Mediterranean Sea, the temperature dropped drastically. And if not for the pillar of cloud and fire to guide the Israelites in the wilderness, so they would definitely have perished long ago before they even finished the journey. So you can see how during the long 40 years, God was with the people walking through the wilderness. And God guided them every single step right to the land of Canaan. Now that they come to the land of Canaan, their life became very comfortable. They have put God in the back seat and forgot about him completely. So they have forgotten how God had guided their ancestors out of Egypt to the land of Canaan. All these people, they have completely forgotten. That is why now Prophet Isaiah, he called them to remind them that the words that God is speaking over here is very serious. And he's calling out to the heavens above and the earth beneath. So to hear and to give ear and to give a proper witness that these children I have nourished and brought them up, now they have rebelled against me. And then the emphasis is on verse 3. 
that even the ox knows its owner. And even the donkey knows its master's crib. It shows that even the animals, they know how to return back. But yet, the people of Israel, their heart is so hard. And that is why it shows up in verse 2, for the heavens and the earth to bear witness. Because the people of Israel, they refuse to to believe in God. So that is why God says that Israel does not know by people do not consider. And that is why over here through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah, God spoke to them. And that is why God is telling them that in order to be saved, you must return and rest. So why is it that God keep on emphasizing that you must, you must return? And in the past, God did spoke to Moses. According to Exodus 32, Verse 9 and also um, chapter 33. And over here in these two verses, God especially emphasized upon one point. These are the words spoken by the Lord to Moses. What did he say? The Lord spoke to Moses saying that these people, they are stiff neck. Meaning that their neck has become so stiff. That their head cannot turn anymore. They don't turn left, they don't turn right, they don't bow down, they don't look up. And that is why God had already spoken to Moses prior to this. So and that is why when it came to the time of Isaiah, he was still facing these people who refused to return back to God. So indeed, the people, they are very rebellious, very stubborn. And that is why through the prophet, God keep telling the people. So through the prophet, God keep calling out to his people to return back, to return back. And the benefit of returning back is that you shall be saved. And what is the consequence of not returning back? And in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah received the words of God was very clearly spoken. That is why in Isaiah 28, till chapter 33, and the summary of these um, few chapters, that if you do not return back, the woe will be upon you and the judgment of God will fall upon you. So here we can see how important it is to return back to God. Then on the other hand, if you don't return back, how can you be saved? In order to be saved, you must return. So that is why over here the prophet keep emphasizing that in order to be saved, you must return and rest. And also from the Bible, we can understand the importance of returning back. 
And I believe that all of us know the story of the prodigal son. 浪子呢，他本来在在富家呢，啊，一个很舒适的生活。And the prodigal son, he was leading a very luxurious life in his father's house. 可是这个浪子啊，他不晓得怎么想的，哇，想到天花啊，溢开了哈。But yet, this prodigal son was so spoiled. He was thinking about all the fantasies. That perhaps he fantasized that it's better to leave the house and go outside. So he just left his house. So therefore, he asked for his inheritance so that he can leave his father's house. So, but he went to the end. And then he was outside on his own until he lost every single penny. And when he was at his wit's end, he remembered one point. So, father, oh, his father, ah, had a very comfortable. That in his father's house, he had led a very comfortable life. Then he told himself, "I should return back to my father's house." So, when he returned back to his father's house, that is why when he returned back to his father's house, his father was rejoicing and so happy. His father was rejoicing and so happy. His father was rejoicing and so happy. And he called the、um, steward of his house to kill the fatted calf and to have a celebration. And that is the story of the prodigal son returning back. So in Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 11 to 32, and this is recorded very clearly in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32 of the parable of the of the prodigal son. So this prodigal son later on saw himself. And because this prodigal son later he awakened to himself. And he returned back to his father's house. Then he can once again enjoy the peaceful living that his father's house gave him. Let's turn to Luke chapter 15, verse 22. 22. 父亲却吩咐仆人说：“把那上好的袍子拿，快拿出来给他穿，把戒指戴在他的指头上，把鞋穿在他的脚上。”二十三节。把那个肥牛肚牵来宰了，我们可以吃喝快乐啊！哦，从刚才这两段的经节 ，From these two verses we can tell， 就是描述到他父亲呢、啊、看到儿子回归的那种喜乐。And it describes the joy the father behold the son returning back. So in the same way, if the Israelites were to return back to the face of God, then they can also be saved. So returning back, the key point is to be saved. So today, we understand that today our God is patient. And that is why today we can understand how God He is behind all this intention. So, that is why when we return, we must return back to the face of God. 要要来听从神的话 ，so that we can listen to His word. 根据撒母耳记上的十五章二十二节里头说了哈。According to First Samuel fifteen verse twenty two. 啊，这是大卫，啊，呃。哎，那个那个撒母耳哈，在责备扫罗的一段话了哈。So these are the words of rebuke towards um that Samuel gave to Saul. 就是听命胜过于献祭。That it is better for you to have sacrifice. That obedience is better to over sacrifice. 这个扫罗是王啊。Because over here Saul he was the king. 这个王他就自己弄他自己喜欢的。This king do whatever he pleases with his heart. This is against God's command. Which is against the commandments of God. So, the priests are scolding him. That is why over here the prophet scolded him. So, you you not listening. That you are not obeying the voice of the Lord. 就是没有听从神的话了。You're not listening. You're not obeying the word of God. 所以从这句话让我们了解了。That is why over here this passage let us understand. 我们今天归回到神的面。That today, when we return back to God, 
That we must walk in the commandments of God. And the main point is to believe in the Lord. And to live a life of mutual love and fellowship with others. Let's all turn to 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. John, 1 John 3, 23. Let's read it together. And this is commandment that we believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, as He gave us the commandment. So that is why over here it says that we must believe in Lord Jesus. So that is why today when we return back to God, we must remember that we must believe in the words of God. And also we must love one another. So so that is why believe is a way you can portray before others. Because your actions will show your belief. And it can be portrayed out in your conduct. But the question is, how do you believe? So you cannot just pay lip service and say that I believe with my whole heart. But then your belief is not entirely complete because it must be coupled with your actions. Then your belief will be complete. And to mutually love one another, and to, um, to mutually love one another, it may not be that obvious. Because it's also an action that can be carried out. Because it is uh, it is words in action based according to your belief. And therefore, all these actions that you can portray and it is to bear witness that truly you have returned back to God. And next, we're going to talk about that after you have returned back to the face of God, what should you do? What does it mean? But in actual fact, it has it is telling us very clearly. Let's turn back to Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. And just now we talk about how you return back to God. And when you return back to God, then within God you are enjoying the rest. So over here, this resting shows your reverence towards God. Because when you return back before God, now you can truly enjoy the rest found within Him. And also, while you are enjoying this rest within Him, you should also observe the Holy Sabbath. So when you are observing the Holy Sabbath and enjoying this peaceful rest within God, then maybe you will ask yourself, how come I'm so smart? I can find this church that has the observance of the Holy Sabbath. And 
And when you look at all the denominations out there, except the Sabbath-keeping churches, most of the other denominations don't really talk about this Holy Sabbath. That is why we need to understand the origin of the Holy Sabbath. And according to the creation of God, for six days, God created the entire world, and he rested on the seventh day. And this is in accordance to Genesis chapter 2. Recorded in verses 2 to 3. And that God had specially emphasized that this is a holy day. And that is why we often refer to the Holy Sabbath day as a day of sanctification. So in order for you to enjoy this rest that is found within the Holy Sabbath, you must walk according and observe the commandments of God. First, first, you must put down all your work. And second, to return back to the rest that is found within the Holy Sabbath. And so most Christian denominations will teach saying that since now we are in the New Testament time, it is the time of grace, the Holy Sabbath belongs to the Old Testament times. So that is why they emphasize that the Lord's day is now the more important day of resting. But however, within the entire Bible, you will not find such a kind of saying that the Lord's day is the day of rest. But yet, of course, if they believe in this way, um, there is, um, we can't do anything. But however, in order for us to have the true rest, we must obey the commandment of God. To work six days and to rest on the seventh day. So when you are resting, what do you do? Does it mean that you just sleep at home? The day of rest is for you to come and worship God. And that is the reason and purpose behind worshiping God on the, on the Holy Sabbath day. So that is why some people, they will plan some activities on the Sabbath day. That on this day, you can, we can have a life of fellowship. And that we can come before God and pour our heart before Him. And to be connected back to God once again. And that we can also enjoy the fellowship among um, the brothers and the sisters. And we can also use the time of the Holy Sabbath day to have mutual edification and carry out activities. And to edify one another mutually. So as we edify one another, mutually speaking, we must also give thanks. Because these are the arrangement of God. And this is how we walk according to the words of the Bible. And I've spoken earlier, this begins from since the day of creation. That God has instituted the Holy Sabbath day. And that the people observe it during the times of the Old Testament for several thousand years. Until the time of Lord Jesus, where Jesus observed the Sabbath, including his disciples. So this has been done so over several thousand of years. 
所这个才是神所所看重、所主要的安息圣日。So this kind of Sabbath observance is one that God is pleased with. 那这个意思也告诉我们一件事情。So this also let us understand. 也等是对我们的一种提醒。It also serves as a reminder for us today. 到底什么提醒啊 ？What kind of um reminder? 那提醒什么呢？ To remind us of what situation. We today go back to the covenant of salvation. That is today, after we have returned back to the God of salvation, is to prepare us so that we can have the eternal rest in the future. And that is to enter into the eternal Sabbath. Let's look at the book of Hebrews. Let's turn to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter three. Hebrews chapter three. Verse seven. Verse seven. 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 If we do not return, then we cannot enter into His rest. Let's look at verse seven. Eleven. So if you do not return back to God, then you will be likened to what is described over here in this passage. 就不得进入这个安息了。That you shall not enter into his rest. 好，那我们继续再看，怎么才可以进进入这个安息 ？So then, let us look into how we can enter into this rest. 我们继续再看十八十八节跟十九节。And let's continue to look at verse eighteen. 啊，十八节跟十九节一起来读。Nineteen. Let's read it together. 啊，十八节一百斤，又向谁不容他们进入他的安息呢？岂不是向那些不信从的人吗？ So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. So over here it says that if we do not enter into the rest of God now, we shall not enter into the eternal rest of God in the future. So you want to believe. So in order for you to truly enter into the rest of God, it comes with your complete belief. So in Hebrews chapter four, that is why it is quite even further in chapter four of the book of Hebrews. So in Hebrews chapter four, the first verse says, "Verse one, so we, since Moses, since Moses left, have entered into the rest of God, we should continue to wait for the rest of God." Two. Uh, 跳过第三节。但我们已经相信的人得以进入那安息，正如神所说：“我在怒中起誓，他们断不可进入我的安息。”啊，在这些经节一样在继续讲述，如果没有归回，啊，就没办法进入到神所应许的安息日。So over, so over here, these verses says that if we do not enter into the rest of God, we will not be able to enter into that eternal rest. Ah, 第五节跟第六节就继续又说了 It continues in verse five and six. So 又有一处说，他们断不可进入我的安息。六节 Six. 既有必进安息的人，那先前听见福音的，因为不信从，不得进入。哦，所以在第六节。这边就写得更清楚了。That is why it's spoken even more clearly in verse six. Because some people are not going to return. 
Because some people they just refuse to return. So these unbelievers,当然就没办法来享受在神里面的安息了. So of course, these people who refuse to return, they shall not be able to enjoy the rest found in God. That is why the author of Hebrews continued to emphasize in chapter four, verse ten and eleven. 因为那进入安息的乃是吸了自己的功，正如神吸了他的功一样。十一节，所以我们务必竭力进入那安息，免得有人学那不信从的样子跌倒了。所以在十节跟十一节就更清楚来告诉我们了。That is why over here in verse ten and eleven, it further clarify for us.前面我们所看的。that what we have just read prior to this is to serve as a reminder for us today that all of us, we desire to enter into the eternal Sabbath. But however, if you do not return back today, it is impossible to do so. Because if you do not return back, you are the ones who have fallen behind observing the times of the Sabbath. And that you have fallen after the same example of those people of disobedience. So we praise and thank God that today we use the Holy Sabbath day. That today, when we observe the Holy Sabbath, God will be very pleased with us. 当然，我们有一天必可享受永远的安息。That of course, in one on one day, on the last day, we shall definitely enjoy the eternal Sabbath. 圣经说那是更美的家乡。And the Bible promises us that that is even a more beautiful homeland. 所以我们得救在乎归回的安息。That is why today, in returning and rest. You shall be saved. Is to prepare for us to one day enter into that beautiful everlasting home. Let's sing him. Three, one, two.